Hello, I'm the father of the Father and Son F1 podcast. And I'm the son from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And today we'll be breaking down... Um, the British Grand Prix of 2021. Alright, get ready. A lot of action. Alright, so let's jump right into this British Grand Prix. It was a week ago. Uh, yes. We've taken some time to kind of look over yeah. all the info. A lot happened, so we've taken our time to prepare. Yes, and... Um, so this week was very different. So it started out with a practice one, as usual. But then you had a qualifying on the Friday evening in, in, in the UK. Because this is the week where the first ever sprint qualifying happens. It's right. The fr- it's also the first ever um, qualifying on a Friday since 2003. Yeah, so let's just give this a quick rundown. We're not, since there's so much to cover, we won't spend too much time on the initial qualification but the first qualifying went down, and yes, the top you? five were Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, Valtteri Bottas, Charles Leclerc, and then Sergio, Sergio Perez. Perez. Now Hamilton, um, he was on a he was about to smash the track wide open with a great lap with a great final lap in Q three until he decided to take too much power going out of the Vale chicane and slid it drifted it around like a rally car and then he saved it but it wasn't but the, the third sector was ruined and it ruined the lap however behind him max Verstappen had not done any better and lewis had had the better first lap of q3 so hamilton took the pole Verstappen 75,000 behind or 70 yeah 75,000 behind 700s and um yes yeah, so and valdry botas in q3 was a full tenth behind them and then Leclerc was five tenths behind them. So that shows that those three are on another level. And um, then you had Perez, who was only, be- be- like, not even 20 thousandths behind Leclerc. Not, not two hundredths, even. It was like yeah. That. So tight spread amongst the top five. Yes. And then you had Norris, Ricardo. Russell. Oh yeah, Russell got qualified eighth. That was a great lap. Great laps from him. He also had a lap of, he. So he went in the. He was the only person who went in the middle of Q three. So he got into Q two with a lap that put him in seventh. And then, after everyone went, um, out on the track, Russell went on the track and kind of as a lap of honor. Snuck one in. Yeah. After Russell, you had. um... Um, you had Signs, Vettel, Alonso. Barely missed out for a long time. Gasly, Ocon, Giovinazzi, Stroll, Sonoda, Raikkonen, Latifi, Schumacher, and Mazepin. Now Mazepin had a 129.0, and Hamilton had a 126. So that shows that those cars are three seconds apart. And Schumacher was four tenths better, so so Schumacher has the qualifying pace, but as you're going to see later... It doesn't turn out like that. All right, so let's just talk about this real quick. Any uh, surprises in the qualifying no, um, to you? Hamilton taking pole was a surprise. Right, Mercedes brought up grades, and they yeah, showed. Mercedes brought up grades, they showed. Hamilton was probably electrified, considering he's at his home Grand Prix, and he always loves this track so much. Right. I was surprised with Leclerc in fourth. Yeah. Ferrari showing up strong. Signs was where? Uh, um, he was in ninth behind nine, Russell. So not very good. Uh, also, Williams, I mean, uh, not Williams, McLaren, Stroll, I mean, uh, gosh, I'm all over the place, uh, Lando and Ricardo. Yeah, Lando and Ricardo were sixth and seventh. Ricardo is kind of finding a stride, it seems, in yeah. the qualifying. Yeah, less than a second behind Hamilton. 
Yeah, around half a second behind him. Ocon still struggling down in 13th. So let's. No, uh, he had some good stuff back in um, Austria, but it just didn't. It's not really working out for him still. So uh, Gasly 12th, not a great weekend for Toro Rosso. Yeah, it seems at least in qualifying on that day. Yeah, he must have not had some pace. So let's go ahead and... the rear. Also, Verstappen claimed that the rear tires were... Red Bull claimed that the rear tires were not hanging on through the entire lap. And the FA Pirelli also claimed that they believed their um, tires wouldn't... Um, would not last through the, um, the, the sprint race. The soft tires would not last through the sprint race. Which, right, is, so. which is 17 laps and half an hour. So let's go ahead and move on down and talk about the sprint qualifying race that happened on Saturday. Yeah, so then you had practice two after qualifying on Saturday morning, and then you had sprint qualifying, which was around lunchtime. How many laps was that? 17? Yes, 17 laps. It was supposed to be, it was a, um, I don't know, I think you, I don't know how many um, kilometers it was. Either way. Got into it, started off exciting, then kind of settled into a pretty steady pace, not wanting to tear up the machines. Hamilton and Verstappen had a bit of a battle, but he couldn't get the move. He gave a half-hearted lunge at Cook's corner, but then he knew the second second sector is where the Red Bull really just sails away, and from that point... So let's talk about the finish on that qualifying sprint Um, race. um, Yeah, so Verstappen takes his pull position race. So Verstappen wins qualifying the sprint qualifying race. Yeah, by a second behind Hamilton. One point four seconds ahead. ahead of Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton takes second. Valtteri takes third. Leclerc so basically no one overtook anyone during this race. Yeah except top let's go up there. Top seven, top eight. Are Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Norris, Ricardo Alonso, Vettel. Vettel overtook Russell. Alonso also well, had a great first lap signs, there. Signs, okay, Alonso started 11th, moved up to 5th on the first lap. It was it was probably the highlight of the weekend for the midfield. Alonso's first lap? Yeah, uh, of the sprint qualifying race. <laughs> he, he, would fall back, he would fall back down to 7th because McLarens are McLarens. And, um, and then, but he was able to hold off Vettel. They actually had a... A very interesting scrap. You're saying the McLarens were able to get ahead of Alonso? Yeah, because they're McLarens, and um, by that I mean fast. And and then Alonso had a good fight with Vettel. I don't know. I think they had a good one in the race. Agreed. At the very start, and we'll get on. We'll cover that. And and they also had one during the sprint qualifying. It was very, it was very interesting. Yeah, um, Vettel finished just like nine tenths behind Alonso in the race, and. How did the rest of the field shape up? Perez retired the car after a spin because they wanted to make some adjustments, so they started in the pit lane. And Mazepin did what he did best by spinning for us down at the loop, which is like turn three. And, um, yeah, so he was, in the end, um, like nine seconds behind Schumacher, so he must have made some ground, ground or something. Anyway, that was it. It was that's basically your sprint qualifying summed up for you. Sonoda, Sonoda got eliminated in Q one, so he was the person who needed to make the most moves in this race. And how did you feel about the format, the sprint qualifying? You like it or no? Yes, uh, we need a bit more. Like we might need like you know a bigger, like we need there needs F one needs might need to find like some tiny twist 
I liked it. I think we need more of it to see really, you know, the first time you can't really get a good feel. Maybe if we had like, you know, there's several more times this year they're doing it. So there's um, two more times. It's going to happen at Monza, which is going to be very fun because Monza is the temple of speed and sprint qualifying is, you know, sprint, which equals speed. And um, you also have um, if if we do go to Brazil, we will do sprint qualifying in Brazil. Right, right. But but everything's like you know it's still in the it's, it's hard still to say. it still is in no one's hand it still is in the possession of COVID nineteen's hands there. I would say that's true right now. So, uh, but I would say I like the format. I would like to see more of it. I'd like to see yeah. what can happen uh, in the uh, in the coming uh, months. Yes, it. they also chose the right tracks to the Sao Paulo. It, it Sao Paulo is also always has some good like you know starts and like sprints because they've had like three lap sprints there before after safety cars and they've also had um monza as you know also a fast track so they chose the right tracks to put this stuff on i have to agree i have to agree well so far so good all right so um in a second we will get into the race yeah the race fantastic also controversial so it's going to take yes. us a little time to dissect what yes, happened we'll... Uh, but we'll get into all the details of the british grand prix how it shook out winners losers surprises and uh a look ahead coming up all right okay so the race started off with hamilton and verstappen going side by side and they tangled a lot and it was and the crowd and the people back watching at their in their homes were getting a lot out of it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Until the inevitable happened. They touched at Cop's corner and it left and it left a violent crash. Major crash. And silenced the crowd. So yeah. Hamilton had a fifteen kilometer an hour advantage going down the old pit straight, going into the famous and tight radius cops corner. Verstappen squeezed him out. Verstappen only left a meter and a half between Hamilton's car and his car, and they pulled back out to the left to get as close to the to the ideal racing line to make the corner. But Max turned in very aggressively, and he also, you know, didn't give them much space to turn back out. So Max made his mistake there by not giving Lewis enough room, and they touched Hamilton's front left touched or his front wing touched Max's wheel rim which ripped the tire off it and then Verstappen literally like almost loses no speed flies into the gravel misses the tech pro barrier by six meters almost goes under the tire wall but pops back out it was a deceleration of 51 g and he was seriously winded by the incident yeah, so that and that put him out of the race, and this will this is actually going to be a very big point on the championship. That 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 this this was probably the turning point of the um championship. Well, I don't know if it's a turning point because it's not over yet, but yeah, but it's where you know things got closer. So yeah, um, and that was a um, that was a bad accident. The halo arguably saved his life. Maybe maybe it might have protected him a bit. You know. Anyway. Let's get on with the results. Let's start at the bottom and go to the top. I think it, you know, it should be said that uh, this that crash was somewhat controversial. Yeah, that crash, like I said, the crash was controversial. It also was a, um, it also, um, it, it, it also, it was a, a, there's many arguments about what should happen and if it was blame on someone, what should the punishment be? And, um, the idea, I think, I think, 
it's, I think it's a racing incident. Verstappen made his mistakes. Hamilton made his mistakes. Both of them could have avoided it. It's a racing incident. That's that's what that's my take on it. Yeah, there's I don't definitely, know what your take is. You know, I think Max had the position. I think uh, he didn't have to yield anything. So you know, different points of view. I would uh, say Verstappen caused that contact though, because well, I you think know, that's, he gave him well. Over. The FIA disagreed, so you know, there's that. Yeah, but they're the FIA. They like to kill every uh-huh. every dose of competitiveness. Right. Well, I think we probably see it a little different based on who we're fans of. Uh, but I think, you know, there's no doubt that Max was ahead when the yeah. crash took place. Well, Karun goes with racing incident, and Jillian Palmer goes with racing incident. So, eh, Pe- people can have their opinion. Let's start with the bottom, with the retirement. So, of course, you had Verstappen, who, just for information, was released from hospital later that day. But, uh, yes, um, and then we had Sebastian Vettel, who... At the restart, the race was red flagged, and on lap four, they resumed with a um, standing start uh, to start lap four. And Vettel, coming coming out of the left field corner, spun going wheel to wheel with Alonso, I think. And um, he retired later, I believe. On lap 40. I, yeah, I believe it was to save the engine. Because normally when you're not competing for points or anything, you just... You just retired from and to save your engine for like a few more races maybe they haven't lost an engine i don't think vettel's lost an engine yet maybe he has i don't know either way it's good to just save engine life agreed and then let's start so those were your two retirements also vettel um there's a big headline that he cleaned up the stands after the race when he stayed around anyway let's get on to the finishing runners starting at 18th mick schumacher well, Schumacher goes down to his teammate. Pace. He was not on the pace this weekend. And the Silverstone is, you know, not the best place for the Schumachers, apparently, because this cost Schumacher the title in 99, and now Schumacher is finishing last year. Anyway, yeah, so ahead of him is Nikita Mazepin, who performed a pa- a good pass with with good pace from Stowe Corner all the way to the end of the lap. Just taking his time, but making sure he outpositioned Schumacher, got grip, got more grip. Yeah, so Mazepin's starting to find his form, as yeah, all rookies I agree. do. You know, he's definitely improving. Yeah. Still not great, but better than he was well, to fight, start the well, he's season. Fighting Mick because they had contact in sprint qualifying. Yeah, they're definitely not playing around with each other. Yeah, they had con. In fact, we talked about Mazepin spinning like he always does. That actually wasn't entirely his fault. Schumacher clipped him. I don't know. Mazelpin sort of didn't get enough radius on the turn. Definitely. Either way. Two it, teammates battling it out 16th, for sure. 16th, and this is horrible. Sergio Perez. Yeah, not good at all. All, all red, And Sergio Perez did the only damage to Mercedes that they could have. They snipped one point. They, they, didn't, even, they didn't even, like, score their own points. The best they could do was take one point away from Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes by stealing the fastest lap. Because Sergio had taken 15th by making contact with Kimi Raikkonen. Right, they'd had some issues. But to be fair, I I forgot which one was on the inside, but whoever was on the inside was at fault because that was a a heavy-hearted move. Um, Yeah, anyway, Sergio Perez then proceeded to pit, not for repairs, but for tires to notch up the fastest lap. Which was helpful. Which he succeeded, but it's... 
you know, barely anything. Yeah, we're back to the, it was back to domination for Mercedes this week. And then you had 15 to Kimi Raikkonen after getting back on track. It's ironic because in the F1 2021 game trailer, you had like a scene that's like the exact same as you did here. He got back on track and and he, he got back quick enough to where he passed Perez when he was in the pits. And Latifi um, is in 14th. So, so there was... Latif- I mean, to be honest with you, that's a pretty good spot for Latifi. Yeah, so you have the two Hasses who did their thing. You have an Aston Martin, a, Hon- a Red Bull Racing Honda, the Alfa- and an Alfa Romeo. Yeah, so you have both Red Bulls below, in, in the bottom four. Mm-hmm. No, the bottom five. You have, you have four Red Bulls in the bottom, or both Red Bulls in the bottom five. That's disappointing. Not a good day. Yes, not a good day at all. And considering that this team is based in the UK, that's not a good show for the home crowd. Yeah, it was probably not good. Yeah, so, anyway, you have Latifi in 14th, who did a good job. He kept a clean head, in it, and it, and when others caused chaos around him, he, he took advantage. Yeah, he did. Which, in the end, that's racing. And um, 13th, as usual, Antonio Giovinazzi. Who, I mean, there's nothing to really say. He just ran his race. Yeah, you know, you don't see him much during the race. You know, he's just yeah. kind of... He's there. just quietly looming there, like, just below the points. Like, but, you know, above the Hasses, above Williams. Above his teammate. That's the big thing. Above Raikkonen. So, yeah. Now, I, mean, I did hear something on Paddock Talks about Botas potentially going to Alpha Romeo. I can see that. And I don't see Giovinazzi leaving. I think he's the future for this team. So um, I could see him dropping both drivers. Yeah, I could, I couldn't see him dropping. I mean, you know, maybe they want points actually. I maybe they could drop Gio because although he's finishing consistently, he's not getting points, which is what that team wants. Yeah, I mean, Alfa Romeo's have not. I mean, I would say they've been a little disappointed this year. Now, Kimi, however, is just like really disappointing. Like that, that, that old man wash up stuff that usually happens to uh, the the sports players is starting to come on him. I feel like because he is just really slow. I think if uh, anything, yeah, I'd like to see a little more out of him. With the upgrades yeah, they did to that car this year, I thought that both of them. Would be I think at this point, it might be time to hang it up for Kimi. Either way, ahead of Giovinazzi, it's George Russell in the Williams. What position was that? Twelve. Yeah. So he. No so, points. So what happened was he, you know, he started the sprint qualifying in eighth with the fantastic qualifying. Definitely. And then on the first lap, he made contact with Carlos Sainz, mm-hmm. which um, which gave Sainz damage, and they blamed Russell for it. Yeah, I think. He and, was the and they, and they. Docked him three grid places, so he and he had finished in um like eighth in the sprint. I think he assigned had to be assigned last position, so so that puts him down to eleventh outside outside point starting positions, which he had done in the past two races. And um, so yeah, he starts in eleventh, and he lost a position to Pierre Gasly in the long term of the race. The the first the, the last car a lap down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then 11th, Pierre Gasly, who has not been on the pace this weekend, and as you see here, it that, that is proven by my point how he has no points, not a good qualifying, not a good sprint qualifying. I would say Gasly did not have a good weekend. Yeah. I, I not want... what we've seen from him as of late. 
I think Ferrari up in their game may have had something to do with that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Yuki Tsunoda gained six places in the race to earn a point. But what place was so Yuki was Tsunoda started in 16th place, and he got his one point this beginning in 10th place. That was good by him. Yeah, that is impressive, to be honest with you, outfinishing his teammate. Yeah, and then you have Esteban Ocon in ninth. He got a new chassis for... I don't know which race it was. Maybe it was this race. Either way, he has gotten a new chassis recently, which which has seen him upsurge in performance. So obviously, he feels much more comfortable in this new chassis. He's definitely showing some signs, not in qualifying necessarily, but in the race he did a little better. Yeah, six seconds ahead of Gasly. That's good right there. Or not, not Gasly, Sonoda. And then you have eighth place. Who is um, Lance Stroll. A decent showing, to be honest with you. Lance has put in a pretty solid, you know, performance yeah. here and there. Yeah, he he's starting to come with age. Definitely, mm-hmm. two seconds ahead of Ocon in, in the race, and then you have seventh, the Alpine of the returning hero this year, Fernando Alonso. Solid season for Fernando. Yep, the Alpine team is consistently scoring points. They might not be much, like, you know, six and two and eight and whatever. Whatever it is, it, it, slowly but steadily, Constructor's position will come. It, they might not be as good as they were when they had Ricardo in the team getting podiums, but, you know, they're still doing good. I'm mentioning their way up there. Yes, um, and they've also... So in sixth place now, the fellow Spaniard finishing... 30 seconds ahead, Carlos Sainz. Yep, Ferrari taking sixth. Now, it should be noted here, both Ferraris... Did very well. Finished in the points. Yeah, the Ferrari seems to run well at Silverstone. It's had to, it gave Leclerc a podium last year, and it will get on later, but he got one here. And it was a... Um, Ferrari is finding stride. However... McLaren is picking it up. Considering I would say Ricardo McLaren, is also picking McLaren it up. McLaren has so. the better car, pretty much, and they also their second driver, who has been recently lagging them points, has now found his rhythm. Right, and the is Ferraris in place. have been inconsistent this year. Uh, if they can find some consistency and continue to improve, it could be an interesting battle for third. Yes. So, and when you have Ricardo who's finishing 14 seconds behind his teammate Norris now, which is pretty good, you have in fifth and fourth, you are considering the um, you're considering the constructors' results how, right. how close they could be because you know Ricardo could mount the points back for them. So yeah, like we said already in fourth, now 28 seconds behind the um behind the winner, which we will not reveal yet. And Valtteri Bottas was in third. He he was 11 seconds off the lead in the end, getting 15 solid points for the team, starting to agile like he was back in France with the new chassis. Yeah, yeah, third's not bad for Valtteri. Yeah, now second, Charles Leclerc. Who led for much of the race. Yes. And, and was difficult to, to catch. He had an engine cut in the middle of the race. Now, now the man who hunted him down would have killed him a lot quicker if that engine cut had stayed around. I don't think that engine cut stayed around. I think it... No, they seem to sort I it think, out. Yeah, but that Ferrari engine, it's, it's hilarious because every time Leclerc puts that thing in the lead, the Ferrari engine decides to turn itself off. It did it in Bahrain. 
it, it, it in them 2019 it it's done it here mm. and it, it's kind of funny I'll admit now your winner today if you if you don't know we've counted down all of them if you realized it is Lewis Hamilton Lewis takes the win good one for him now I will say he served a 10 second stop and go penalty that he was awarded came climbed back on the hard tires pushed as much as he could in the last five laps and caught Leclerc with an overtake in the exact same place he did it on Verstappen illegally. Oh, yeah. Now Horner did say more about the incident. Horner did say that every driver knows you don't put a wheel up at comps. There have been so many drivers who have done this in the modern F one era. That is that 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 phrase is not right. Well, um... They don't realize that Verstappen kind of turned into himself. Uh, anyway... That's debatable, but anyway... Hamilton fights back. And, and you know, he he, he wins. And it, and it puts eight points between Verstappen and Hamilton. Verstappen still leads. But that is a very, very, very good result for, for um, Hamilton. Great result for Hamilton. Terrible result for Red Bull. Two million dollars in damages to the vehicle for Red Bull. They're going to be dealing with that for some time. I think uh, it's important to note that yes. one more race before the summer break, and that is this coming Sunday. I'm pretty sure. At uh, yeah, no wait. This Sunday is the Hungarian. This Sunday is the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah, it's the last race before the summer break. So. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yep, so currently the Constructors is still led by Red Bull, but it's by four points because Mercedes scored very well while Red Bull only snatched away one point and they didn't even take it for Silverstone themselves. Silverstone was a disaster for Red Bull. Yeah, they it... really needed Checo to come through with points. So, spot, so it, it kind of all just played horribly by, by luck for Red Bull. You had Sergio who spun it horrifically. Um, in the sprint race, which caused him to retire to save, you know, pace because they also wanted to change the setup, so they started in the pit lane. And they really, and Sergio really could not pick up head ground from there. Did not really And Max, you know, got hit. And he has been, I think he's been cleared to race. I believe he's ready to roll. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it's just a disaster. Well, this will be a major, major race between Mercedes and Red Bull this weekend to see... This is the revenge for Verstappen. Well, I mean, Red Bull just needs to get back on track and get a lot of points. Both drivers need to do well. Yeah, revenge of the Verstappen coming right up. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much the race. That's it. That's the report from Silverstone. All right, so, yes. So, we are also saying... We also are going to say that we are going to keep uploading podcasts through the summer break... We will also talk about any facts we can scrap up on the internet from the, for the new 2022 car. Right, right. Yes. A lot of details have been coming out about that, images and whatnot. Yes. We can also talk about um, other stuff, like um, there's a lot that we can talk about. We can talk about driver, the mid-season driver drama. Yeah, it's really starting to heat up. We can talk about, like, the the schedule because the schedule has been shifted due to the cancellation of two Grand Prix now in the late season, but three Grand Prix in the total season. We had the two, round, the two rounds in a row in Austria because Canada got canceled. Definitely. And, uh, you know, who knows with, with you know, the pandemic, you know, 
flaring the, up a bit. There could be more cancellations. There could so. be questions in Asia. Even in the, the U.S. They really... Now, Aust- Australian Grand Prix got canceled. Sorry, Ricardo. Um, and we and I don't know any facts yet. I, I haven't looked up anything yet. But what if USA gets a double header? That would be cool. Yeah, but I feel like you need to, you know, like, stay in USA for it. You, you would literally be going, like, to USA, then to um, Sao Paulo, then back to USA. I think that would get... that They are very close. Like, Sao Paulo is, like... I mean, yeah, same side of the globe. So. Yeah, same side of the globe. You're literally going, like... It, you're, you're in Texas, and you're literally, like, barely moving any bit. That's considerably far, but it is straight south. Yeah, so. yeah, I, yeah, but sort I of. still think anyways, it would be just... Uh, I think they would probably stay over here. Yeah, but or they could, like, try to shift the calendar or I don't or think something. there's been any talk of a second U.S. Grand Prix in a couple of weeks, so I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen this season. I think so. It could, but I don't know. We'll have to see how everything plays out. I think the cancellation of the Singapore GP was the chance for that to happen. Possibly. So, anyways... Um, anyways, we'll bring a lot more information on rumors and things upcoming uh, over the summer break. And we'll also take a look at second half of the season. Okay, so... I am the father from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And the son from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And we'll see, see you, you next, next week. Time.